for agility's sake. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Kyle Spitzley. With me today is Gail Evans. How are you doing, Gail? Good, Kyle. How are you? I'm doing really well. Good. So you're here today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of give the audience uh, um, background and your role and how long you've been at Amway? Yeah, thanks. Uh, yes, so I have been at Amway for 10 years. Uh, most of those years have been uh, in the our global digital organization with a very short stint at the beginning um, in our indirect procurement area where I supported digital. Okay. So we uh, obviously are, are the, the teams, the global team that designs and builds um, all of our digital tools and experiences, um, all of our apps and websites, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So uh, our agile journey started probably about seven years ago. And so I've been heavily involved um, in bringing that into our digital organization and helping to roll that out um, as part of my current role um, as I lead all of our digital delivery mm-hmm. teams. And that's not your full-time job. That is not my full-time job, but I would say that it is a full-time foundational piece to be successful at my current job. Yeah, great. So So that's been seven years is a long time. So you've been in working with a lot of different teams and a lot of different people. And over those seven years, what's been the most kind of interesting thing you've you've learned? Uh, I I think the most interesting thing has been... um, that I've learned has been watching the transformation of individual team members. Hmm. So when, when this was first introduced, and, and I had very little knowledge, I, I was a waterfall uh, woman, yep. <laughs> you know, throughout my whole career. And so when this was first introduced, I, I really thought it was, a, you know, it's another methodology. Yep. We're going to spend some time learning it. We're going to spend some time rolling it out. We'll see, we'll see some positive things, and then a couple years down the road, it's going to be something else. And really what I have seen is truly transformational in how our teams are are working, but even more importantly, how they're thinking about their work Hmm. and how they're thinking about the end users um, that they are designing and building for. And um, it it could be simple things, uh, especially team members, high-performing, tremendously smart team members who, when we first started talking about very simple moves into Agile, you know, let's let's co-locate, let's sit in an open space together, Uh, Let's really spend some time talking about um, the end user and and really what they need before we just dive into creating some things. And, you know, the pushback and the the negative looks Mm -hmm. and why are we doing this? And and today these, and it was pretty immediate really, um, that these same people were coming and saying, well, this has been an amazing um, transformation for me and how, this is what they were saying and how they were uh, performing their job and how they were delivering something that was more valuable. Mm. That, so. that lines up right with my own experience as I've yeah. started to learn these things. And I think that getting that user feedback early and often is, is a really key piece of this. What I've discovered is that it's it's a natural tendency for me to want to run forward without asking for feedback because I, I get a vision, get an idea, and I want to run forward. But I've learned through trial and error and making many mistakes that the sooner I get feedback, just sharing in the idea with mm-hmm. someone who's going to use this Absolutely. makes a big difference. And then you start to apply that in different different areas of your own life. And it's really a, yeah. it's really a neat experience to kind of bring those 
um, well, we could call a methodology, but the practices of that methodology apply in so many different ways. Yeah, I really don't like the word methodology. I don't either. Especially when people don't know what, what Agile is. Yeah. And if you respond back and say, well, it's the methodology for how you do this, you know, you... you Boring. You, yeah, okay, we have a lot of methodologies. <laughs> and so I, you know, I continue to try to find ways of, of how to explain it without saying it's a methodology. Yeah. But it really is a way of, of working. Mm. And for us to meet the goals that have been given to us, you know, from the, the enterprise, as we move through this, this digital transformation, and this, this means we do have to work differently. We, we have to be fast. Yeah. We have to think about our end user and how to bring them value fast. Yeah. Uh, we have to keep up with the space, you know, the speed of change with technology and with what they're used to. Because if we don't, we will not be relevant. Yeah, somebody else will. Somebody else will. And we cannot do that unless we think about working fast. Mm. And that's really what agility is. Yeah. So I think the, the methodology term for me, it comes into play and is, is necessary when you get to a certain point of scaling this. For an individual, agile can be about how you interact with the user. It's how you mm -hmm. think and how you approach the work. Um, but when you start to scale this across teams, it becomes important that we say well there's actually some things that we need to do together that's right and we need to have a standard way to do that and that becomes a methodology that's right right so it's it's kind of has to be that way if we want to scale it across a lot of teams around the globe so as much as i don't like that term we have to yep. use, we have to use some form of process or methodology whatever you want to call it i think you you started to answer my first question of why agility matters uh, i think if I could summarize, it'd be, we want to stay relevant. We want to survive as a company and make a difference in the community and the lives of the ABOs and customers that we serve. That's exactly it. And it's, it's different than how we've, you know, here at Amway have done things for years. Mm. Uh, we have to look at what is that, that end user? What is the real need that they have? And the real need in most cases is not about flashy, cool logos, hmm. all of that. It's about tools and experiences that make life easier for them. Yeah, it solves a problem for solves them. Solves a problem. Um, so I, I think without having agility, we are not able to step out of the norm that we have been doing hmm. and, and move to the future of how we need to be. And, and look around us. You know, this, this isn't something we're just doing in Amway. You know, companies who are the, the Amazons of the world and, and all of these others are also working the same way because it is the only way that you can continue to bring uh, value, bring it you know, easy and speed to your, who your customers are. Yeah, I think that's a, it's a absolutely necessary thing for Amway to do. Yeah. We have to do it. Um, so the, my next question is, it's, it's obvious for me, and I've seen this, it's, it's amazing how much easier it is to do Agile or be agile on a development team or a product team even. But when I get into the conversation about management and leadership, what, what does that look like? What does it mean to be an agile leader or how does that show up in the management space? Right, and I'm laughing if Kyle's looking at me, I'm smiling because that is a question I get almost yeah. every day from different people. Yeah. What is the role of a manager then um, because if you understand the, um, the principles uh, of working agile, um, it's about you know, self-forming, self-empowered teams that can make decisions. Yeah. Um, and so they, they can move you know, forward. 
Um, it's very different than, than how we've worked in the past. And so when people ask me that, I give them one answer. It's to support your team. Okay. I, I'm laughing because just, just the other day, uh, my oldest son was asking me, you know, Mom, what do you really do at work? Yeah. <laughs> he says, you know, I was on your LinkedIn and you have Agile Leader and so forth. He goes, what do you really do? As I said, I remove hurdles and solve problems. And he just started laughing. And he says, is that what you do every day? And I said, every day. Yeah. So that really is the, the role of the Agile leader. Um, uh, it's truly elevating, uh, you know, the term servant leader has mm, been out there for a long time. Yeah. It's really elevating what that servant leader is. Um, you know, we bring in, we recruit, and we hire really smart people to uh, do the roles that are needed for yeah. us to deliver. Uh, and being a servant leader is letting them do that, mm. providing them the support providing them um, guidance and coaching on how to remove hurdles that they, are, they would come up against and helping them solve problems. But again, letting them solve their problems. So I've, I've heard this, this a few times. The idea of the agile leader is someone who supports the team by getting, clearing those hurdles, getting things out of the way for their team, removing the blockers. And then second piece of that is get out of the way yourself. Yes. Like you get out of the way yeah. too as the leader. Um, it's easy to say, what, why is it so hard to do that? I, I know a lot, of, a lot of managers struggle with getting out of the way and, and just focusing on supporting yeah. the team versus doing the work. Why is that? I think it's, you know, I've been in the, the industry for a long time, 30 years, uh, and, I, and I grew up through really working as part of the team. You know, here's the things we need to do. Team, go and do those. And I will monitor along the way that you're doing them. And I'll tell you how to do that. I think it's how a lot of us have developed. Mm. And every single day I challenge myself how to not do that. Mm. It's, it's extremely important that leaders, we as leaders, are setting, you know, the vision or, or the strategy or even executing against a larger strategy. It's super important that we are articulating that to our teams so they understand it and they have a very clear path, but then we need to let them go down that path. Mm. And we need to only swoop in when they really need our help or if they're veering so far off that path that there, there could be trouble. It's kind of like being yeah. a parent. Right? Yeah. We, have, we have to be there to, to, to support your kids and give them good advice, but at the end of the day, you're, you know, you have to let them ride that bike on their own. Yeah, you can't control it, it all. And you can't control it mm. all. And I think it's just a challenge. And I, I think even somebody who's been a truly servant leader and is now, you know, really stepping into being an agile leader uh, still struggle with that. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I do it every single day. I want to mm. swoop in and tell somebody how to do something. And I have to just restrain myself and say, let yeah. them come to me and ask me first. I have a secret. That's, that's my biggest struggle. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not telling people how to do something because right. I have an opinion about yeah. how it should be done yeah, in a way that I like it that yeah. might not be the best. Yeah. Um, and we have to let them fail. Yeah, you know, another big principle from, from agile is failure is okay. You have to fail quickly uh, and be able to move forward and learn from that. Yeah. And if we don't practice that as leaders, if we tell our teams, which we are, we do today, it's okay to fail, do something quick, learn from it. But if we don't allow them to do that, we're really yeah. not practicing what we're, we're telling them if to do. If you're saving the day yeah. and avoiding failure, yeah. you're not letting them fail. Uh, that's good. So I think from my experience, like parenting and at work, the less I try to control a yeah. thing, the more successful right. it is. Yeah. Yep. It just seems that's been the pattern. But um, in both, you still have to set that northern star for them. 
Yeah, to cast the vision, right. give a direction. Because on the other side, you also can't be a manager that just, you know, hey, I'm going to sit over here in my corner. Tell me what you need. Tell that's me what all. you need. Yeah. Um, that, that's not what I'm saying either. You, you definitely have to set that North, that North Star, have to ensure that they understand that North Star. Yeah. Um, and as a manager, it's, you know, especially in, in how we're working in Agile, it's it's great because mm. we can watch the progress all the way along through through the demos and and the way that they communicate out their work every two weeks. It's very easy, way easier now to follow the progress of something mm. versus how it used to be where certain key milestones, and you may wait a month or two before you yeah. actually see anything. And get a big update yeah. and everything's hunky-dory. Right. My experience, like the best manager that I've had in an agile space was someone who just cast the vision. They supported the team by getting the resources that they needed to do their job, you know, helped fight yep. for the resources that you need to do your job. And they gave that team that autonomy and the trust to say like, you got this, you go, go get it, like go figure it out. And if you need help, just let me know. And they kind of get out of the way. And then lastly, it was, they also took on work of the team that, wouldn't necessarily be a manager's responsibility. Mm -hmm. Like they got down into the trenches and said, I can do that mm -hmm. if you're if you're too busy, like let me do the work. Um, and not in a way that was trying to take work away from somebody to but to, to control it, but in a way that was helpful, in right. a way that was, I know you've got a lot going on, we need to do this, I can be a part of the team. And so they did that kind of, I call it moving between being the leader and just being somebody on the team. That's right. like, and that made a huge difference because you feel a lot higher level of trust with somebody that you work next to versus working under them. And so it really made a difference to, to have that person uh, leading the team. That's right. Yeah. Um, and some people, as I was hearing you talk about that, you know, there's also some managers who love who love some of the work that's taking place on mm -hmm. their teams. It's kind of a double-edged sword. You know, people want to go into to leadership and they want to mentor and, and coach people and, and grow in their own career through leadership. Yet they got there because they loved the work that they were doing. Yeah. So it can be very hard as a manager to not want to be in there picking the technology and you know telling the teams how how to how to do something yeah. or how to solution for something because they love that and that's their passion but when you do that without being asked for help there uh, you are you're you're creating yeah. a, a rift in the team and you're telling them that you're not trusting them yeah. to do it you're so steamrolling the team that's right so. and I, I just watched the uh, episode of parks and recreation last yeah. night where leslie nope is talking yeah. about switching to national parks and she has that dilemma yeah. of i love the work i love the details yeah. and it's a tough transition to make yes so the the uh the next question i want to go into is looking at the kind of leader's role what should it be um, and their involvement on a team. What do you think, I, I guess this, this question, we've almost answered it, is what, what are the most common mistakes that you're gonna see from a leader who's going through this transition to be on an agile team? Yeah, I don't know if there's mistakes as much as um, because of the unknown, they're, they're not exactly sure what their role is. And so they, they will trip and fall as part of that. Again, some of that's what we just talked about, you know, their their passion and their knowledge of being able to do the work, uh, how they've led in the past, where they can be much more hands-on and in the trenches. And we're saying, okay, well, we, we don't want you to do that as much yeah. now. We want you to support the teams, empower the teams, let the teams make decisions. And if they make the wrong decision, let them know it's okay to fail, and we will support you as we learn from this and move forward. And it's 
because it's so different, I think that's where a lot of managers, as they're starting to get into Agile, struggle with that. Mm. Um, I certainly did. Um, seven years ago when I had my first, uh, which was a big project here at Amway, where we were replacing all of our brand websites around the world. Oh, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, uh, you know, I was going and we, st- we were going to do this Agile and we were working with a vendor who was working Agile. And, and I remember like going to every standup as a manager and I just wanted to input on everything and all the cadence of meetings I was jumping into. And I, after a few weeks, I, I had a, actually an IT manager who was well more familiar with Agile than I was. And he looked at me and he said, quit going to those. He said, mm. it's not your role to be there. Uh, and that's when I really started diving in on my own through, you know, training and reading and things like that is what, what is the role that I need to be then? Because I felt useless without being yeah. there and putting all along yeah. the way. And it's, it's been a journey for seven years. Mm. And I think that's what other managers are feeling. If you is, love someone, you have to let them go. Yeah. They, <laughs> they just don't know what their role is. But when they, when they finally figure it out, they will realize how critical the role is. And they will realize how important and needed they are by their team. Uh, and that's the feedback I've heard from teams once they figure it out in their own mind. Yeah. yeah. So it's a balance between kind of supporting the team, I'd say by connecting with yeah. the other things that are going on. So as a, as a leader, being in touch or in tune with the things that are happening around the organization mm-hmm. that affect your team and kind of anticipating some of those things that right. happen and helping your team understand what that means to them, um, balancing that with contributing to the team where they need help and supporting them and and getting rid of the things that are in their way and clearing those roadblocks and making that journey for them as simple as possible you know we have a lot of work as leaders just executing against larger strategies and and visions and where we're headed as a company and those pivot and change constantly as you know and so that's our job to make sure that the teams are always aware of what that is and where they're headed. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, it so, changes all the yeah, time. Right. And the, and you still have to deal with the details of new hires, uh, exiting people, like all these small details, right. of, some of the small things that get lost in the cracks. I mean, it's it's a, it's a lot of work. Yeah. But that's what we need to spend our time on is making that simple for them so they can focus on how to actually execute against it. Yeah, that's great. So uh, shifting gears here, a little a different question. What would be, what would you say to someone who is... Um, so this question was posed a few days ago. There's a team who is talking about using, you know, key leading indicators, key performance indicators, and, and exposing kind of what's the progress of my user stories, my features, my epics, and my overall initiative, making that visible to executives. And there's a hesitancy to make that visible because there's a fear of, well, if I expose it and it's not perfect, what's going to happen? I'm going to get, you know, my hand smacked. There's that fear. Uh, what would you say to someone who's hesitant to, to want to share um, or expose some of their, their progress and status and tracking? Right. Well, first I would say, what level of executive are you talking about? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would tell anybody that that is exactly the mind shift change we need today. Yeah. Everything will not be perfect, but it's better to make progress than to hold back progress to make sure that everything is perfect. Hmm. If we can't change that mindset across our leaders, yeah. then we will never truly be able to move the way that we need to. Yeah, to and, work the way and we and want to. Be to. The, you know, to bring the relevancy to our business as they're expecting from us. Um, now that being said, depend on the level of leader you're talking about, you know, in most cases, 
you know, myself, obviously, I look at the epics and those types of things because I have to follow the progress. But the higher you go, you know, a lot of that, you know, you're going to get less of people diving in yeah. reading the epics and things like that. So I think it depends what the output of, of the communication that's needed. I think there's yep. ways to communicate in a more clear way to an exec staff level um, yep. versus, you know, management of the teams. But yeah, and that's I think I wouldn't expect an executive to be digging into the epics and the right. features. Um, so it would be somewhere more in the middle management. Uh, and I've actually heard team members who said they, we want to write our epics in a spreadsheet that's offline so that it's not in Jira and exposed to management. And because yeah. they said, well, because we're not, we want to make sure it's right before we put it in there. Yeah. It's like, well, no, actually, yeah. we should put it in there even just as a draft. Yeah. Like, it's just get your thoughts down and let other people contribute that's to right. that. Like, that's where we want the visibility so that we can have other people give feedback and contribute to it. Not to criticize or judge, but to share the input. And it's a symptom of then they will not move as quickly as they need to. Because now they're doing double work. Yep. We're going to keep a spreadsheet here. And then when it's great, you're going to move it into to Jira. And then we're going to get feedback. And then you're going to get feedback. <laughs> you should be doing, like you're saying, all of that should be happening at once. Yeah. And again, coming back to an Agile leader, you also have to be okay with that. And you have to communicate, yes. communicate to your team that I'm going to go in there and look and I'll provide you input. But I, I am not writing down to bring up at your next review of how your ethics weren't yeah. 100%. And again, mm. because if we don't change that mindset, we will very quickly be unsuccessful in what we're investing in and trying to do mm. from an agile perspective. So what do you tell the manager who um, has a tendency to critique things that way and when they show up in the system and they, they look at it and they say, oh, that's, that's shoddy work? Yeah. Um, what would you say to a manager like that? Well, that actually just came up right before the holidays, a conversation. Oh, no. And I use the analogy of, you know, your your team is a boat that's trying to move forward and you are the anchor and you are holding mm. them back Ouch. from being able to do that. Yeah. That's not fun for anybody. No, no, it absolutely is not. Mm. It makes me think about my, I have young children. And so when they draw a picture like this morning, just this morning, my son comes and puts a picture next to the on the table next to me and he says I drew this for you and it's it's a giant circle with little tiny looks like an egg with a big mouth monster and little tiny legs and little arms and he hasn't figured out yet the idea of there's a body and a head right <laughs> yeah. it's that big circle picture and I could have corrected him and said you did it wrong you didn't do a body or a head but I said hey that's a that's a good job yeah like right. let's let's get better let me let's do this next time let's draw it together and we'll put a body yeah. in it and um maybe give it some hands yeah. instead of just stick sticks right. for arms. But he's a kid. He's learning. Like, that's a new thing for him yep. to draw. And his, his brain is developing, too. And I think that happens for our managers. That happens for our team members. Uh, it happens for all of us. Like, we have to learn this stuff together. And throwing stones at each other isn't a good way for us right. to make progress together. Yeah, continuous improvement for all of us is critical right now. Yeah. And I, I'm so happy that, that Amway is, you know, investing in mm. all of us through you know the the consulting and the strategic partners we have to continually get better at doing this yeah um it's it's a mistake that i've read about i i have a lot of mentors now in a couple of you know different companies who are probably further ahead i would say in mm. their their agile maturity um, but they've all made that same mistake where they learn the foundations and then they like we're good to go mm. and almost all of them have come back now to saying it is a continuous learning to become better and better at what we're doing. Yeah. It's a and forever thing. It's a forever thing. And different levels, obviously, of the support that you'll need, but mm. we're very lucky in 
like I said, the the support and funding and all of that that we're getting from from Amway. Yes, we are to help us do that. Yes, we are. So we should do a good job. That's right. We should be good and stewards sh- of that and show progress. Yeah, and show how we're doing better. <laughs> and at the visible. end of the day, when they you know, when our ABOs and their customers start seeing better tools and experiences that are more valuable to them, they're getting them quicker, we're listening to their feedback, we're, you know, continuing to bring them things that makes their jobs easier, that's where the results will be seen. Yeah, that's the proof. Yeah. Mm. So it makes me think about, the like, how do you how do you describe agile to somebody without using the word methodology? Yeah. Um, one of the things that I found to be the most succinct way to say it that I've shared is um, agile is about continuously inspecting and adapting how you work and what you work mm-hmm. on. And so it's both in your actions and behaviors and thoughts, as well as in the thing that you're building and how you build that. Um, and that's it. It's continuous yeah. improvement from there. Like you yeah. just keep checking progress and getting feedback and learning something new and getting better. Yeah. That's it. You can incrementally improve. It's, it's not like that a culture change. It's not that right? complicated. Yeah. Like agile is culture. It is going to take a lot of yeah. culture change. Right. The next question is what do you find most difficult about the shift to being agile? The most difficult for us right now is agile just doesn't happen in digital and IT. Mm-hmm. Right. To truly move to agility in our organization, it is top down, left to right. It, it really in, um, encompasses everybody. And I think the most difficult right now is because digital and IT were the first out of the gate doing it. And, and the ATO is definitely helping with this. But how do we bring in the rest of the organization? Mm. Because you think about you need the right people working collaboratively together to work on whatever initiative that we happen to be yeah, focused on. Yeah, we can't be on. successful without their We can't be successful. So we, we can't be successful without marketing. We can't be successful without the sales organization. We can't be successful without supply chain. I mean, R&D. I can't think of any part of the organization that doesn't also have to go through this type of mind shift change, culture change, to be able to work in this way. And I think the most difficult part now is just we want to move so fast but it's, it's gonna take time to bring yeah. on the other parts of the organization who are years behind yep. where digital and IT was because we were the first out of the gates. So I, I think that's difficult right now. Mm-hmm. We can continue to train and move forward, but we have to bring our stakeholders along with us. Mm. And, and trying to figure out how to do that is another priority to put on their plates when they have so many other things that they're being tasked with as well. Yeah, there's a lot of change yeah. going on right now. So yeah. what, what, what would be, like, what would be your first step if you were tasked with bringing all the other functions up to speed? So we're, we're doing it a little bit now. I mean, we have stakeholders that, I mean, that sit as part of the teams today. Mm-hmm. So we are working with them and more, most importantly, their leaders to, to socialize, get them on board, get their alignment and their commitment to really working with the teams and asking them to, to support what we're trying to do, because at the end of the day, what we're doing is enabling us to deliver what they're asking us to deliver in, in a better way. Mm. Um, but it doesn't go as fast when you do it that way. No. Uh, I, I think this year will be wonderful because you know HR is working on their, their culture, um, is, uh, just the Amway culture is a big initiative for us. Everything that they're doing is completely aligned and runs a parallel path to what we're talking about from agility. 
So I think that will help spread the the, the mind shift change a lot quicker through the organization. Yeah. Um, I think setting up you know short term uh, or not short term but um, short training classes for managers, for leaders, uh, for stakeholders to really understand what it is and very specifically how it impacts them and what are expected from them is another great thing Yeah, that would help. Okay. That's good input. Um, I think with my kind of the experience that I've seen is you've got those, those people who are on the teams working on the digital products or the technical products we have that they're just, they're learning this stuff by proximity of just being on a team mm-hmm. that's doing it. And so that is a very slow way of doing it but it's a natural way of almost of osmosis. Like you just kind of have to, right. to work that way. Um, but if we want to truly get the benefits that, that are available to us, we have to scale this to a broader audience um, at a faster pace. And one of the struggles is the number of things that we have going on, the number of changes we have going on right now. Um, it's just so much for a person to absorb. Right. It's even hard to keep up with the amount of communication that's, that's back and forth. Um, so I think with the, the different, we'll call them functions, the different functions becoming more agile, I think we have to tap into where, where are they already doing things that, that fit mm-hmm. this mindset and this model. And the growth mindset and the culture change that HR is driving will help significantly with getting people thinking that way. But for us as an agile kind of the transformation office, we have to focus on what are the I'm not sure what to call them, the, the behaviors, right. or the activities, the things that you do day to day. That's the stuff where people are going to be able to grab this and say, oh, that's a concrete thing. It's a tangible thing. Growth mindset is an intellectual thing that you can see through behaviors. Um, and so I think working together, we can make that, we can make that happen. Right. And even beyond our internal functional groups, our, our global partners is our ABOs. Yeah. I think the um, mind shift change in helping our ABOs understand uh, what we're doing and, and, and what value that's going to bring to them mm. um, is as of important. So really agile literacy uh, for our ABOs, I think, is also critical. Uh, doesn't mean we should go to them and try to do an agile training class. Um, yeah. Not at all is what I mean. You we'll know. certify everyone in you know, Scrum. Right. So, <laughs> you know, but letting them understand, you know, we're going to bring you something quicker right and we're and you're gonna have it and it may not be perfect yeah but we want your feedback on it if you find a bug let us know let us know yeah. and it could be just a group of abos we, we really want to co-develop this with you and yeah. we're going to bring you something that's not pretty and it's pretty rough yeah but we're going to co-develop it with you and you're going to give us continuous iterative feedback on it so when we go to roll it out to everybody else it is the best possible experience it could be mm. and if we can help them understand that this is why we're doing it this way um, that in and of itself will help because, yeah. as you know, our ABOs are the ones that are, that are using them and rolling them out to their, their teams. Yeah, they're teaching people That's how right. to use these things and promoting so them. So the, the literacy of, of that I, I, is really critical for us as well. Yeah. It's uh, so amazing to me. Um, like in the, in the office, when I think about how we release things, how we plan for releases and, and what we do to prepare people for a, an announcement or a, a release of a new product, um, how different that is to our everyday experience with an iPhone. Like the way that I get an update on an app on my iPhone, yeah. it's just normal for me to update that and get new features right. and get very little instruction about what they are or how they're used. But I just 
kind of adapt. The thing, the product itself evolves. And, and I feel like um, Amway has had a, a, a past history of we make big things out of what would have been a bunch yeah. of small things. Yeah. And so we're going back to this idea of we know we, we're going to make a lot of little changes. Let's do that with the person who's going to use the thing right. instead of giving it all to them at once. Yeah. And so bringing them along on that journey, getting their input in the development and the designs, that's, that's an incredible yeah. opportunity for, I think, both sides of this. And it's been so exciting, a monumental change that I've seen in the last, I would say, even two years is with our executive leadership. And when, when I hear them making comments, either in a speaking engagement or when we're doing demos with them, uh, when they are saying, how quickly can we do this? And it doesn't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. How do we do this at, you know, at a very controlled cost? And, and let's take this out and prototype it with ABOs first. It's like music to my ears yeah. because two years ago, these are the same conversations of, here's everything we want, how long will it take to build everything we want, and then yeah. we'll take it out. And so it's... And do it in less time, with less it, money. Exactly. Yeah, make it perfect. Yeah, I remember a handful of years ago, we, we celebrated uh, a, a launch of an experience that took us two years to build. Mm. And I, I remember the announcement going out, you know, here it is, it's been two years. Um, now we would laugh at that, right? I mean, yeah. two years to deliver something, everything will have changed in two years. Yeah. So. Yeah, a lot. A lot yeah. will change. Yep. All right. Well, that's all the questions I have. Any comments you'd like to make for the audience? Uh, no. No, I appreciate the, the ATO and all the support that, that you and your team have been providing us. You know, I highly recommend for anybody who's looking at their own organization um, here at Amway or anybody else in your own team. And if this is something that you know you know about, you read about it, but you really want to start building an, an agile organization, uh, there's a lot of resources out there. Um, you know, find mentors. There's so many different groups of you know, agile leaders, agile scrum, agile product owners that have groups where they're sharing best practices and learnings. Uh, and it's it was a huge help for me and, and others in our organization. So I think that's always a great place to start. Uh, what's been your most uh, What's been the most valuable thing for you in terms of a community or a resource? Um, you know, definitely the strategic partners we have that are providing us coaching for us and for our teams. Yeah. But just other agile leaders in other organizations. So okay. I've you know through a couple of different conferences. Um, and just connections that I've had, you know, having a couple of really mentors that I meet with on a monthly basis and learn from things that they've done have really been, have been valuable to me. That's great. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you coming on the show. It's been great talking to you. Until next time. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and share it with others. To learn more about Amway's Agile Journey, Follow the hashtag AmwayAgile on Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And if you're an employee, do that and search AmwayAgile forward slash in your browser.